0: It was about high noon when we reached the canyon, where we were attacked by a band of orcs. We managed to fight them off, but not without losing our mules. We stole the orcs' horses and then discovered a cave in the canyon wall. In the cave was a very peculiar creature who was far too attached to me. He offered me a magic card. Somehow, the card conjured up a knight in shining armor from another world. I know everything I'm saying sounds like I had a bad meal before I went to sleep, but I assure you it wasn't a dream. With up to a day's ride left, and another mysterious murder expected to occur at our destination, we are quickly making our way to Fillmore's Crossing.
1: doesn't take uh it doesn't take more than an hour before you guys start to um go up a pretty not a steep incline but a, a very noticeable incline that brings you out of this box canyon and once you crest it and you're back into more of like a plains area you you can see Fillmore's crossing like it's still far off in the distance but you can see it at the base of the mountains that are maybe a day's ride away. Um, and mm-hmm. so you spur your horses onward and make great haste. Do you, want to, do you want to travel through the night or do you want to stop and rest once, uh, once evening hits? I think we should book it. I think we should just keep on keeping on
2: uh can we take at least a short rest and um i'm going to use a, another two hit die
1: i'll i'll let you guys uh short rest so long as you uh just slow down the horses you don't have to stop just bring them to like a to like a canter
3: okay all
0: right what's the thing about Fillmore's crossing again what do you mean every 3 days someone goes back yeah that's or that's like exactly
1: that. it every uh 3 and tomorrow Manhattan. is the day that you're expecting a murder so tomorrow which means if we do a long rest you probably we would yeah really you probably wouldn't it. get there before it happens depending upon when it happens because the timing seems like it's besides the three-day mark is pretty sporadic so there's a chance that it could happen at 1201 tonight you know what i mean what happens if we do a short rest you can
2: well you, i i was injured so i used uh to hit die
1: so now I only got 2 left. Yeah, you can use hit die to heal yourself. It doesn't give you spell slots though. Uh once you get high enough level, it does. Um so anyway, you guys uh you guys kind of slow down for a little bit and uh and uh bandage up some of your wounds and things like that and reload your guns and drive your horses onward um this time at a gallop.
2: Oh, so before we before we go too far, um can I like uh Keep an eye out for, like, maybe the tracks of our mules to try to get my hat and my my coat back.
1: Why don't you roll me a perception check?
2: All right, and uh, I'm still at disadvantage because of
1: the Actually, a survival check. Um, Yeah, roll me a survival check. All right, would that be at disadvantage? No.
2: Because of the glasses thing? No?
1: What time of day is it? It's still uh, during the day, but this is something different.
2: So, survival, that's uh, 17 plus 1, 18
1: you the problem is is that you see a lot of different tracks and you're not really experienced enough to to tell them apart and so you don't really know what are your mules and what are horses and what are you know what i mean so like yeah you're not you're kind of having trouble still and unless maybe you asked Igmet to help you
2: <laughs> uh hey there Igmet. um you seem to know this kind of stuff. Uh, I fucking left my hat in my my coat on the mules that ran off. Uh, oh, you did. Can you help me out here?
3: Oh, sure. You, you having trouble with these tracks?
2: Uh, a little. Yeah, a little. I, All I, right. I see that there are tracks. I just don't know which ones would be uh, pertinent to uh, my predicament here.
3: I see. Well, you city folks, you don't know a jackass from a jackrabbit, now do you?
2: Is there a difference?
3: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All right. I'm going to do a... I'm going to do a check. Wow. All right. Uh, That's a natural two. uh, So, a (laughs) ten. A ten. My
1: survival is eight. All right. It's fine. (laughs) I got a ten. So, um so here's what happens um, Igma gets down off of his horse and he kind of uh, does a little bit of investigating and you determine that at the speed at which these mules must have been moving this would be a huge diversion out of your way uh, uh,
3: <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, typical I don't know if those uh, jackasses are worth our time I don't know. What do you boys think?
2: Ah, let's keep going.
3: Alrighty. So, Igmit, you know any good trail songs? Oh, I know a few, but they might be copyrighted.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ten out of ten, perfect response.
3: (laughs) I... I can sing a fine John Cash, but I don't want us to get sued.
1: <laughs> do you guys want to uh, push on through the night then? Um, I- I'm down too.
0: Yeah, I think so. Tom? Nothing else to do.
1: Okay. So if that's the case, I'm just going to fast forward us to tomorrow morning when you guys are within view Of Fillmore's Crossing, like you, you could see it in the distance before, but the buildings are maybe a half mile away at most at this point. And you can see that on the edge of town, there are, there are people with, um, on horseback with rifles in their hands and they're kind of patrolling in a fairly regular pattern, um, from the direction that you guys are approaching um there is there's a large fenced in cemetery it's got a wrought iron fence around it there's also a large corral and stables not far uh to the to the east um Mm -hmm. you guys are basically traveling um due north at this point you know you had been traveling uh west for a spell and now uh you... Poor choice of words.
0: <coughs> why? Because we're playing d d Oh, because it's a part. So
3: so the yeah. town is at the base of the mountains, and the mountains are to
1: our north, right? Well, the mountains are... The mountains are to... So, like, basically the way that you guys had to approach, and I just decided to gloss over it, and I'm not sure why, um, you guys have to go down into... Um, not a ravine, but just into a low area at the base of these mountains. So you head really far west, and then take this pass in between two large mountains before you can get into Fillmore's Crossing. Okay. Oh. All right. And so it and was. So you guys uh, are sta- kind of surrounded by mountains at this point. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, okay. So um, and you said it was stables to the east, and uh, what was on the the west
1: there? Uh, a, a huge cemetery. Okay. And as you guys get closer to the town, you, you notice that there are, there are quite a few buildings, and they must, they must go up the mountains to get timber or something like that, because, there isn't, because most of the buildings are wood, but there isn't a lot of large trees um, in the immediate area. And so you're not really sure where the timber comes from, but the majority of buildings, like I said, are wood, except for what looks to be a bank um, very close to um, the stables and the cemetery uh, off to the... The Northwest, from where the cemetery's at, you guys are kind of going down the main thoroughfare. You can see that there's a a well up ahead of you, maybe a thousand feet or so, and a lot of the buildings kind of uh, kind of create a town circle around this well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can see people are kind of looking at you, funny. Um, a couple of people actually tip their hat to you, Igmet, because they recognize you. You know you've been around the area. Goddamn right they do. Mm-hmm. But some people also sneer at you because they recognize you.
3: <laughs> this is true. Well, um, yeah. I, I I just like to uh, say I pull back um, the edge of my vest so that the tomahawk on my hip is clearly visible. Just gotta you know, keep these townsfolk in check.
1: So where do you uh, where do you want to head? Why don't you, uh, talk to them as they go? All right. Well, boys, uh, we got, uh, We gotta figure
3: out where we're heading here in town first. Uh, we need to go see Deputy Portnoy. Um, but we also should get some rooms at the inn and tavern. Um, or we could visit the folks over at the Fillmore Mansion. Um... Talk to Elmer and Ingrid
2: So, um, is there a, uh Is there, like, a um, telegraph office in town here? Uh,
3: it'll be next to the inn
2: I- I'd like to, to go there if, uh, if it wouldn't trouble us too much I could always go there alone It's just uh, something real quick I gotta do
3: Alright, uh, Tom, do you wanna, uh, check into the inn And we can let Falk use his, uh, telegraph
0: anything to get this helmet off my head <laughs> you're still wiring that thing
2: so um you said the, the buildings are arranged in like kind of a circle around the well um, if the circle was a clock where would the which number would the N be
1: okay so I'm gonna actually just kind of go around the horn real quick to let you guys know where the main buildings are in this area okay so if you're standing on the well directly at 9 o'clock is the Crossing House Tavern and Inn at like facing north? No, on the nine, nine o'clock isn't. Fa- nine o'clock isn't facing north. It would be directly said, to your west. He said standing on the. He said standing on the well. Yeah, yeah, if you're standing on the well, facing north. Correct. Oh, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then next to that, going up at um, in between ten and eleven o'clock is a clothing and goods like general store type of thing Um, at 12 o'clock there is a gunsmithing shop and directly behind that you can see the large gated Fillmore Mansion at 2 o'clock you can see um kind of again behind the uh guns shop because this is there's a road that kind of leads towards it, but you can see it. There is the Church of Ernie. Then we have the barber's shop at not quite three, like in between um two and three. And then down at five o'clock, we have Fillmore's General's General Goods. At 7 o'clock, we have Deputy Portnoy's office.
2: So there's like two general stores? Correct. Okay. All right. So uh you guys want to check in while I go to the telegraph office? That'd be fine. So do you want to do uh, mine first in the telegraph there?
1: Yeah, sure. You can... Uh... So Igmat and Tom head off uh, towards the tavern and... You head with them for a little bit and uh, because it's not a really long walk across this uh, this town circle. you can see that um, that the tavern is quite large. It's a three-story building. Um, all of the stories are successively smaller than the last one. and it's missing windows on almost all of the front facing uh, bottom floor ground floor. Uh, <laughs> and it's got it's got only one swinging door and uh next to it every time
2: it opens is, a chicken flies out
1: <laughs> <laughs> and next next to it is um that uh, telegraph office and on the telegraph office there is actually bars on the windows and no windows it's just you know open air with metal bars over it and uh the door is actually reinforced with, uh, iron as well. And it's quite heavy when you go to pull it open, but it's just a, it's just a small wooden building. Um, you would estimate maybe 20 feet wide and 10 feet tall. It's, it's, it's just roofed with, uh, with wood and it looks like it probably leaks when it's raining but it also looks like it maybe doesn't rain here very often oh all right um
2: so uh one thing before i go in there um does the um does this area or i guess i should say first um does the imperium use like a different currency than than out here or is it all just the the same
1: correct they they do use it you guys in the Imperium, use Anmarks, and out here, they use gold. If you right, recall, so- that was something that you guys ran into when you dealt with buying your hat and such, because Igmat ended up just footing the bill for you.
2: All right, and um, so I guess first, before I go to the Telegraph office, I want to go to the bank. And, we um,
1: passed the
3: bank.
2: Well, I'll I'll just go while you guys are in there, and okay. I'll, I'll head to the bank real quick and then switch out... Um, Maybe uh, uh basically just get myself about like um two hundred silver.
0: Okay, I mean, so really, here's you should be like taking all of our money with you
1: and converting it all for us.
2: <laughs> uh, no, you can do that yourself if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on here a secret is, mission
1: uh, Here's what happens. So you go um you go back down that main thoroughfare and again people are staring at you the entire time because you don't look like you belong here at all you know you're you're squinting and you're kind of a little bit pasty and uh so you know you you're maybe a little bit sunburned too and uh and i lost my coat (laughs) (laughs) exactly and so you um you approach up on the only concrete building that you've seen so far. And it's rather large and it's built, um, it's built in a square with kind of the, uh, the smaller rectangle in front of it that kind of would act as like maybe a foyer or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a dome on top of it. And when you walk fancy. inside, yeah, it, it actually is quite fancy for a town this small. And the door is heavy and, again, reinforced with iron. And when you step inside, there are, there are two guards armed with shotguns. One is very large and kind of oafish looking, while the other one is uh, still tall but kind of thin and wiry and they both have m- very thick mustaches and maybe a day or two of stubble as well on the rest <laughs> of their face and they're just eyeing you up as you walk in and there's um there's a large counter with two um two guys that look very similar just one is the older carbon copy of the other one and they're both wearing uh, circular shaped glasses and they have uh, a little tuft of hair on their chin that's, uh, that's kind of waxed into a point although on one of them it's grayed and on the other one it is still a, a brown color and uh, the older one looks at you and he goes how, how can I help you? Oh, uh, uh not much. I, I just got into town. Um
2: I'm from inside the Imperium, so I got some uh marks I need to switch out for some silver. About uh, you know, uh however much two hundred silver pieces would be.
1: Mm, yes, okay, that, that 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 will be quite fine. Um my name is uh Mervin Gorsh. Uh may I ask who why somebody from the Imperium would be here?
2: Well, uh it, it I, I heard such good things you know um <laughs> it's it just everybody out out east where i'm from uh they just talk about this place like it's like it's heaven you know come the way me. the sun sets in the sky and like uh um you know the 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 colors that come off of the the mountainscape it's just uh it's gorgeous let me tell you and um you know we Wait. we just don't get this fine dust out there
1: <laughs> so you're telling me <laughs> that Elmer is still trying to cover this up. We are in over our head. You, you, you should really pack your things and leave as soon as possible. I'll exchange your money, but this, this is not, this is not a place for, for tourists, as it were.
2: Oh, what's, uh, what's been going on here?
1: There, I've heard there's something in the water. But you didn't hear it from me
2: And, and who might you be, uh, name-wise uh, I, I'm Falk, nice to meet you
1: Mervin Mervin Gorscht He's kind of a thin Frail, old man But he, it, looking at his son You also assume that he was Kind of frail as a young man as well
2: And so uh, wh- What's this in the the water? Um, should I be Concerned? Should I, Should I Be avoiding the water here?
1: Well, I, I, my son and I, we have, we have our own private well, and so I, obviously that's why Martin and I have not been susceptible to, to the rage. The rage? Hmm. People have been doing things to each other. We've been neighbors for, for years. Yeah, I mean, Jethro and Elmer didn't get along exactly, but nobody Nobody ever just killed each other, you know. I mean, the, yeah, a few crimes of passion have happened in maybe the last 50 years that I've been here, but we've never, we've never just had neighbors going at neighbors like this. And and Ingrid, oh God, Ingrid.
2: Oh my, Ernie. <laughs> um, so. Like and, and you think it's the, the the water? Um, like how many people are in the
1: town? Mm, maybe a thousand. I'm not sure. Hey. I mean, you have to remember that the mine is it's about an hour away from here, and there's a lot of miners. And technically, I mean, we would include them in the populace. They're always coming and going to to the crossing house and here. Yeah, that's or, understandable. You know,
2: how many of these murders that happened?
1: Um, there's been three, four? I'm not, I'm not sure. It's hard, it's hard to really... Well, there, there's, there's bound to be some excitement, so you should probably leave today.
2: Oh, there's, uh, has everybody been trying to avoid the water so it doesn't happen?
1: Um, he kind of shakes his head, and his son, Martin, comes back with your silver, and he hands it over to you and, uh, says, uh yes that will be uh that will be 50 N marks please
2: all right here you go um yeah thank thanks for uh for telling me that um i'll talk to my my uh partners and you know we'll we'll see if we can take your advice uh we might be back by to get more advice from me again if if you wouldn't mind um just a little bit later
1: the the fish guy kind of looks at you and goes not too late we close soon isn't it the morning? Yeah. Uh, h- how
2: soon do you close on a weekday morning?
1: He kind of, like, looks at you confused and then looks over at Mervin, and Mervin kind of shakes his head, and he's like, just ignore Bob. He's he's not the brightest, He and he hates staying late. D- just don't worry about it. And uh, he goes back to scribbling some things on his... Uh, on his uh, notepad or whatever, <laughs> he goes back to doing paperwork. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I, I take the, I I take the silver and um, you know, place most of it in the pouch and then kind of just fiddle with some of it in my hand as I uh walk out and um, you know, I kind of there... just brush some dust off of the guard's shoulder as I walk out.
1: So it's kind of weird because they're just they're basically just slugs of silver. There's no um there's no sort of marking on it really. It just it's just slugs of pure silver. You know, just small round unremarkable pieces.
2: All right, so definitely not minted, just uh done by weight. It would appear, yes. All right. And so um I I go from there back to the the telegraph office and you know like I Sort of tuck in my shirt good and and brush myself off uh, the dust at least as as good as I can. Maybe run my fingers through my hair a little bit to make myself kind of presentable um, before I walk in.
1: There's a there's a young lady behind the counter and uh, she says, "How do how can I help you?"
2: Oh, um, well, I see I'm new in town. Uh, me and a couple buddies are uh, just uh, visiting and um. I don't know. This is kind of a weird question to be asking to just come into a town like this, but. And I kind of like lean in and sort of almost whisper, and I'm like, is there a, a sports book in town? A what? A bookie. A bookie? Yeah, like, you know, to place uh, gentlemanly wages on um, certain events that may take place, you know, here and in, in elsewhere.
1: What what would we be we be betting on?
2: Well, I mean, you know, the fantasy football just started up. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. ain't ever heard of the, the Farport Patriots? I mean, they got a big game coming up, and, uh, you know, I wanted to maybe get in on the action. I, I couldn't get my 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 bet in before I, I left Farport, and so I was just trying to, you know. So, so far, I, Chris I guess has I...
0: introduced football and basketball into our world. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and the Farport patriots
1: <laughs> what are you talking about
2: <laughs> um well i can see that uh this was the wrong place to inquire about this uh, even if there's a place that exists here uh, so uh i'm sorry to um bother you good day
1: ma'am
0: <laughs> so yeah, i go back to the one. inn.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to go to what Igmet and Tom would have been doing in the meantime. So you guys get up to this sort of rough-and-tumble-looking tavern, and uh, you can hear that there's music coming from inside, and it's actually quite good. Um, somebody's playing just guitar, and they're singing about something. Um, but you can't quite make, actually, go ahead and roll me a perception check, both of you.
3: Okay. Ten.
1: Eight. Eight? Yep. Yeah, you guys can't make out what it is. Um, but as you get inside, you hear this, uh, this song about, um... You think about vampires, but it's hard to catch all of them at metaphor as you're kind of scanning and surveying the room. And it's kind of your, your standard tavern, except for very roughshod.
0: I love the song, I love the music. I take three
1: points of inspiration. You definitely <laughs> do not. Um, and the bar is along the back wall. There's there's a huge head of a bison that's mounted above the bar Hell and yeah. behind it is an a middle-aged rubenesque woman um she's got bright eyes but uh, the rest of her face is rather creased her her salt and pepper hair is pulled back in uh, in a tight ponytail and she's cleaning a glass there's the bar is quite long it runs the majority of the room except for there's a stairwell in the right hand corner leading up into um what you can't quite tell there's a lot of tables The guy that you heard playing guitar is up on a stage, he's sitting on a stool, and he's just kind of mournfully singing um, to the ground as uh, you can't really see his face behind his black cowboy hat that's uh, pulled rather low. His outfit is completely black. Um, There aren't a whole lot of patrons except for a row of minors in the corner um one of them is actually sleeping his head is propped on the bar a couple of others are just casually sipping at their beers and when you step in the woman at the bar looks up and she says "Howdy?" "How you doing, Miss Sally?" "Polly?" "It's it's pa- "Polly." Pa-
3: "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. I I just had a long ride. I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we need uh, three three rooms, please. I got two. Two. All right. Well, Tom, you and Falk are doubling up. Wait, uh, well,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm... I make, a, I, uh, I make it a point to never have to sleep with that guy.
3: Well, you can sleep in the streets if you want, but I get my own room.
1: What are we going <laughs> to do with Boris? Mm. Morris, uh looks at you guys and he's like, I mean, I I got a bit of gold. I'll pitch in.
3: All right. Uh, can we get four rooms, I guess? Because we're big spenders today. <laughs> she
0: she just looks at she you and she rooms. narrows
1: her eyes and she says, I got two. All right, well... We'll be doubling up, then.
3: Not fighting this anymore. You got any makeshift beds, any cots or anything? This ain't no inn with a manger, all right? That fairy tale doesn't work here.
1: She looks at you and uh, she goes, I'll have Andrea bring you up some more blankets. you <laughs> <That'd> be <laughs> fine, thank you. And uh, she yells out, Andrea! And, um another rather Rubenesque woman, but this time much younger with really strong looking shoulders, um, comes out and she goes, yes, mom. And they kind of exchange back and forth for a second and basically get across the point that Andrea is to show you guys to your rooms. And she grabs a couple of keys off of the counter behind that we're sitting next to a bunch of bottles of whiskey covered in dust. Um, And she leads you guys up the stairs. So, yeah, what do you guys want to do? you just going 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 up to your rooms then? Oh, yeah. All right. So, um... Because, I mean, just because she's going and preparing your room or is supposed to show you there doesn't mean that you have to follow. But, uh... Well... Okay, I'm following her. I want to see our rooms. Right on. So you guys go upstairs, and it's basically just a long hallway with, uh with four doors on either side. So they're basically symmetrical. There's four doors on the right, four doors on the left. And she shows you the first two doors and says, here they are. And at the end of the hallway is a stairwell that also goes up yet again. And uh, she says, uh, now, There's no reason to go up that stairwell because that's where me, my mom, and my sisters sleep. And uh, But if you need anything, come on down. Somebody's at the bar 24-7. Thank you, ma'am. She kind of lingers for a moment. So who's sleeping with who? She still continues to, like, look at you, Igmit, like... <laughs> <laughs> so the doors are open and waiting for us?
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go in the first room.
1: Are you just going to slam the door in her face? No, I want to look at it. Oh, okay. We're not um,
3: we're not tipping this girl, Tim. All right? I know we're <laughs> supposed to. But
2: we're not giving
1: her a tip. She didn't do anything. <laughs> All right, so... Um, she brought up extra blankets.
2: I mean, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she hasn't done that yet. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, you guys go into the first room then. And it's rather Spartan. There's a chest over in the corner for storing some things. There's a chair and a really rough-shod desk and one straw bed and enough room for somebody to curl up on the floor. Like, there isn't even a rug or anything like that. It's just bare wood floors. And if you would go into the second room, it's the exact same thing. I wanna look out the window you look out the window and you see a lot of sand there's an outhouse back there and the mountains it's actually rather pretty so our window faces away from the
0: well correct now the rooms are adjacent correct on the same side of the hallway
1: no correct no they're on the same side of the hallway
0: Oh I thought you from from first both issue. of our from both of our rooms we do not have a vantage point of the square. Correct. Alright. Well uh so what's next on the agenda? I would like to take uh Boris here and get him suited up so that I can have my hat back.
3: All right, that's fine. Um we still need to go see Deputy Portnoy. What do we have to see him about? Well, I'm the one that was supposed to fetch you to him. He's expecting y'all. Is
0: he our contact? The one that
1: hired us? Not necessarily. Um, your contact was Bill Clark, who you met in Kensington. Um, like, Deputy Portnoy up? would just be the closest thing to law in Fillmore. Oh, okay. oh I is- thought
3: he was expecting them. I'm sorry.
1: No, you can say that. I mean, just because... I'm saying just, that that's not true. Doesn't mean you can't think that as Ignat.
0: I was just trying uh, to remember if he had come up in mine and Falk's adventures yet. No. I didn't. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, well, do we need to be there for that guy? Or er, do, what's his name? More port? Deputy Portnoy. Do we need to be there with you to see De- Deputy Portnoy? At least for a minute.
3: Uh, but then we can go over to the Fillmore Mansion. I think you'd like to start your investigation there. If I'm going to be meeting a gentleman,
0: I would like to have the proper attire.
1: All right, that's fine, Mr. Fancy Man. <laughs> so you guys, as you're going back down the stairwell, you see Fuck Smolder comes in the uh, door. Can, can
2: we play this to where, like... um I'd come in while they were still up there and then in the meantime had uh, bought all those miners a round of drinks and then got got them to start playing quarters. (laughs) (laughs) And all this happened in like literally five minutes of me being there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? Why don't you roll me? What kind of a charisma check do you want to do? Do you want to do a persuasion?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a good
1: one and I'm good at that. So, all right. So here's, here's what's going on then. There are five miners that are there. Like I said, one of them is asleep on the bar, but four of them are currently drinking.
2: All right. Um, so I, I walk in and, um, I, you know, first go up to the, the counter and, um, um, you know, ask them where you know my compatriots were, and they she told me, and then um, I kind of turn around and look around the the area and stuff. The see it's mostly empty and dead, and then the the idea comes to me, and then I'm like, uh, uh, "Hey boys, uh, how about a round for everybody?" And they all, you know, I would assume perk up. I got a uh, nine plus seven, so a
0: sixteen.
1: Uh, one of them. <coughs> One of them, uh, a miner who is quite dirty. Like his his entire face is basically black, except for just a, a small sort of uh, pale tannish portion where his uh, his eyes are. And he goes, "All right, all right,
2: come on, bring him around." And um, to, is he the only one that uh, is interested?
1: They kind of—they seem a little bit interested. Um, they mostly just are like, "Yeah, give me the free drink at first um, Maybe you can butter them up a little bit more. He goes, "Uh, where are you from? You don't sound like you're from around here." Nah, I'm from
2: uh, out east, uh, Farport. You ever been there? Nah, Farport in the Imperium. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know one of the the biggest cities there. Um, you know doesn't you know what I the... know uh, you know what I know about the Imperium oh only good things I'm sure <laughs> and I kind of laugh and then kind of nudge him with my elbow on his uh, <laughs>
1: arm there he stays serious for a moment and then he kind of chuckles as well and he goes I don't like much nothing about it but you seem alright yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it's a giant shithole um
0: <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't
2: seem to have, like, the kind of character that the places out here have. I mean, ever since I've been out here, it's been invigorating. Like, I've already, like, gone through experiences I never have before. I lost my coat, I've lost my hat, I lost my mule uh, <laughs> all before I got to this little town here. And, uh, man, I just, oh, I feel so alive. So, like, I just feel like, you know, having a good time. And, and you guys uh, seem like you, you have some rough days, so... Like, let's fucking get it up here, man. Let's party.
1: You can, sure you can, don't want to play a game of quarters or something? Sounds like your luck is <laughs> shit right now. Oh, uh, I mean, bad luck can never stop me from playing good quarters.
2: And so, like, I bust out a silver piece and uh, I kind of, you know, Actually, can we retcon call
1: it Silvers? Like, silver, like yeah, this that, is an that, actual game that we play? Yeah.
2: Yeah and um so uh, like I do a quick like you know just little test bounce and stuff like that and I'm like yeah they're they're a little bit different shape out here but um it'll work
0: I'd like it on the record that I've resisted the urge this entire time to not make a joke about how minors are allowed in the bar <laughs> well,
1: But then you went and made the joke Brian see that late. Late. not even making a joke the-
0: <laughs> Too late it's already on record <laughs>
1: Uh, can Igmit, uh, step in for a moment, Tim? Yeah, Igmet and Tom, uh, can come downstairs at this point. Um, oh. I do want Tom, or sorry, I do want Falk, give me a, another persuasion roll, because I want to see how many of these miners that you can get to join in with the game.
2: Okay, um,
1: 13 plus 7, so, uh, dirty 20. Okay, so, let me... So, all four of them, like, try and elbow the drunk guy um, in the corner, and he won't wake up. He seems like he's way too shit-faced. But all the rest of them are into it, and they're kind of hooting and hollering and, and, you know, getting ready to take your money because they're pretty sure that your luck is garbage and they're about to, you know, beat the shit at you, out of you at this game. But yeah, Igmet and Tom came down. How you boys doing? Gonna take Falk's money from him? <laughs>
2: Iggy! <laughs> What's up, my man? <laughs>
3: Howdy. I just thought I'd come say hello to the boys for a minute.
1: Uh, one of them, uh, look... The one the lead one looks at you with the dirty face, Falk, and he goes, You're friends with a tusk mouth?
2: Well, uh, you know, more like riding companions, but, uh... You know, they, he he saved me from getting killed. I would have lost more than my coat if it wasn't for him.
1: Yeah, he might have saved you for now, but I'll tell you what: when they get the chance, they'll slit your throat. Oh, hush up
3: with that hog wallop! <laughs> now, I'm I'm the guide for these here city slickers. They came out. They want to do some big game hunting, so
1: I'm showing them the ropes. You see. Boy, you just make sure you don't show him no side of that firearm you got. Because I'll tell you what, Portnoy's going to come get you if you do. I don't know about that. I just kind of glare at him and then walk back to the bar. Why don't you make me an intimidation check? Oh, boy. All right. And, like, this is nothing new for you, uh, Igmit. You get this when you come to town from some of the people, and some of the people accept you and are cool, but just some people are like this when you come to town. Being a half-orc, that's understandable. Uh, 17. He kind of backs off and just looks back at Falk and says, all right, it's your go.
2: All right, and then I, uh... (laughs) kind of reach my arms out like with my fingers interlocked and crack my knuckles and uh I'm ready to to start uh start bouncing here
1: why don't you make me a sleight of hand check <laughs> oh shit uh three plus three six Ooh. so two of the guys uh that you're playing with, because you guys go all at relatively the same time, and two of them, theirs also, just tank off the side of the glass, but the lead guy with the dirty face and the guy that's next to him, both of theirs sink directly in, and they kinda look at you and chuckle, and uh, he goes, double or nothing. Oh, it's just getting warmed up here,
2: man. It's just getting used to this uh, this little sliver of silver, you call a,
1: a silver piece. Polly brings over uh, some more drinks for you guys and, you know, keeps everything flowing. And actually, now that things have gotten a little bit rowdier, um, the music in the background has changed. And now it's a little bit of a jauntier tune that uh, this man in black is currently uh singing and playing all right so uh i
2: take out 20 more of the the silver pieces and stack them up next to the the 20 that i had there okay it's like all right I'll, I'll see
1: you double or nothing there what are you doing right now tom uh where is the musician so um the stairwell is off in the right hand corner and then there's a bunch of tables and kind of like a, a little bit of a clearing In sort of the center to, you know, leave like a a thoroughfare to get to the bar and such. And then off in the center of the left-hand wall is sort of just a raised small stage. And he's just sitting on a stool there.
3: Can his name be Johnny, please? Because he's the black man,
1: the the man in black. I mean, you don't know what his name is, but... We are done with letting players name characters. Brian has what? ruined it for everybody.: <laughs> I haven't even named anyone. Well, Wesley, you can thank your good buddy Brian.: My name's oh, damn it, Brian.
0: Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so far. Hey, whoa. Hey <laughs> <laughs> So far, all the names that we've come up with have been the best names.:
2: Yeah, but they happen naturally.:
0: That's fine. OK. J.
2: so can i I take this other shot now
0: yeah go ahead i just lean against the bar and i offer boris a cigar
2: okay okay 17 plus three that's a 20
1: boris takes the cigar from you and he goes i don't think i understand this place (laughs) you and me both buddy and uh the other two guys that both sunk their shots before so the lead guy he misses it tinks off the side of the glass and uh, actually chips the glass a little bit and Polly kind of looks annoyed at uh, all of you for a moment and uh, but the guy next to him he also sinks his and so you would have to split the pot with him all right so, um,
2: so I would be getting, how, how many were I playing against two or three?
1: You were playing it against four at first. Oh, and four. And then the so, second time there was two.
2: okay. So, uh, how much is coming my way and how much is going his?
1: So you are going to get, so it would be 20, 20, 20. So we have 80 and then 100 and then 140 overall. Well, 160 overall. So you'd get 80 silver.
2: Okay. Well, um the silver that is being pushed my way from the lead guy. Um do I get the the idea that he's probably the the highest um I guess ranked of the miners as far as like uh their like managerial or position just the strongest willed or
1: something, willed like, that. Or something yeah. like that you you get the air that he he tends to he tends to be thing. the trend setter for the group, yes,
2: all right, so um, as he's pushing him um his silver towards me, I kind of stop his hand right there. I'm like, all right, so we can call it even if you give me a tip on where the good water is, and I think I know what, you know what I'm talking about.
1: I I don't reckon I do though.
2: Oh come on! I know you've heard that the water in this town is driving people mad.
1: I don't want to go mad. It, I just want to quench my it thirst. Ain't you know, the water. It's them damn tusk mouths. They put a curse on the mine on the mine because we opened it up. We opened up that new vein. And they said something about damn just some fucking burial ground or some shit. Started chanting some ooga booga bullshit. Man, I tell you, it it was the and he glares over at you, Igmit, and uh oh. he actually gets up out of his uh chair and starts kind of pointing his finger at you.
3: Oh, I know what has to be done now. Excuse wait, wait, oh, me. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Igmit, it just let me let me talk to the gentleman here. We're no, I,
3: I walk I walk I, I brush off uh, and I walk right
1: in front of this coal faced this uh, minor gentleman. Everybody roll me a perception check, please. Okay. And I'll roll for Boris. Uh, I got a
2: thirteen.
1: Okay. Twenty
0: three.
1: Eleven. You got a twenty-three, you said Tom? Roll me a d20 and add your dexterity modifier to it. Ooh. <laughs> I like where this is going. Seven. Okay. Not anymore. So more. <laughs> you see, you see out of the corner of your eye that the miner that was sleeping, all of a sudden his head shoots up and it turns over and looks immediately at this miner who is shaking his finger in Igmit's face the dirty faced miner who is currently foaming at the mouth and 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 yelling obscenities and uh, and different things and different curses about orcs at Igmit and before you have a chance to get your gun from your belt The miner that just woke up leaps into the air and grabs the top of the skull of this dirty-faced miner and rips his head off and tosses it against the wall. Wait, who did that? The the miner that was sleeping woke up, shot up out of of his sleep and leapt off of his seat and ripped the head clean off of the dirty-faced miner. I dropped my cigar. The
2: one that I was talking to? correct
1: thank oh, you kindly and it snarls at all of you and i need you to roll initiative oh boy
2: all right 19 plus uh plus 8 so um 17 or
1: 27 17 17 all right yeah if you would have rolled better on that dexterity check though i would have given you a shot on the creature guy thing before uh... so Falk you are the fastest go ahead you so basically you are the, the headless corpse of this dirty faced miner is still dropping to the ground as blood is still kind of spurting everywhere and you've readied either your rifle or your pistol and you're already ready to do something so go ahead all right. Um, I got my pistol out.
2: I got a a shocking round, a shocking grasp round, loaded in it, and uh, it is um. Let's see, one d8 lightning damage times two, and then they wouldn't get a reaction on their um on their turn. And let okay. me roll a. Uh, let's see. Make a melee spell attack.
1: All right. So
0: I have a question. Yeah. Is the music playing?
1: Yeah, the the man in black is still playing um, that same sort of jaunty tune, even after this has happened. I'm going to have to give him a good tip.
2: <laughs> so that would be an 11 plus 7, so uh, an 18 to hit?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just 10 feet in front of you, not even... And kind of distracted, because, you know, he had just thrown that head across the room. Alright, and then, uh, eight points
2: of damage.
1: Alright. Now, Igmit.
2: Well, uh, before, so he was close enough to me that, like, if he I hadn't have done that, he would have been able to take an attack of opportunity if I ran away?
1: Mm, probably
2: not. Oh, okay, well, either way, I, I move, um, like, my full... I guess uh movement away from him, and uh kind of get behind a table,
1: so right now you've got Boris and uh tom they're up they're over by kind of by the stage, leaning up against a wall, sort of surveying the situation you've got the miners that are still shit they're they're all aghast except for the dead one, obviously, and still in their seats you've got the crazed miner who now that you're looking closer at him you can see that there's just this glazed over feral look in his eyes um the the woman behind the bar polly looks like she's rummaging around for something behind the bar and so okay. that's kind of the lay of the land so he's he's definitely a human right yeah he appears to be human yet, yeah.
3: all right, because I mean this guy just killed that racist bastard I mean you know if he's has a soft spot for for orcs, but um let's see well, i'm but it's I'm glad have... to
1: see a human that can rip another human's head clean off true, true,
3: all right, I'm going to draw my tomahawks um And try and jump at him with both in
1: my hands. All right, go ahead and make me an acrobatics check and then an attack roll. That's a 22 for
3: the acrobatics. Okay. And then attack roll. So that's a 13 um, for the tomahawk.
1: Okay. So go ahead and roll a second attack because you said that you had both in your hands. Alright, so and that's 12. Okay. So, the first one's gonna hit, so go ahead and roll damage. 25 on the first okay. one. So, just for future, though, roll your damage with your die. It's a lot quicker and it's a lot easier, and if you just don't hit, it doesn't matter. Um, so, here's what happens. You you kind of push off of the table that's next to you to get a little bit more height. And you jam, like you raise what, both of your tomahawks in the air and go to slash out with both of them. And one of them buries itself into his shoulder, uh, dealing a grievous wound. The other one, however, just manages to create a slash in the fabric across his chest. And you're now, you're now face-to-face with this, uh, with this man who is growling and, and foaming at the mouth and spitting at you. Um, Tom. Uh,
0: I cast Hold Person. And you have to make a wisdom saving throw.
1: What's the DC? Because I just rolled a 17. Uh, my spell, CD, spell DC is 15. All right. So he does. He continues to foam at the mouth and kind of gyrate around. <laughs> you can still move though, because he's he's probably uh, forty feet away from you at this point. Um, are there any bottles or anything near me? No, it's been it's been dead, so all of the tables are quite clean.
0: Okay. Uh, I pick up my cigar off the floor and I smoke it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Then um, that brings us to this thing. Igmit, I need you to roll me an athletics check, please.
3: Okay. Oh, I'm good at that.
1: All right. 17. All right. So this thing reaches out and it grabs onto you, and you do your best to keep your weight low so that you're hard to pick up, but this thi- this guy is so much stronger than he should be, and he picks you up above his head and tosses you like a rag doll, just so, like, his back is to the bar, so straight out, and luckily there is no glass in this window that you fly through. Morning. But you still... You still take 12 points of damage as you crash into the, um, into the deck that's out in front of the, the tavern.
3: Ouch. Damn it. All right.
1: And then, uh, Boris looks at you, Tom, and he goes, should I do something? And he looks really nervous. He doesn't have any weapons, does he? His halberd is on the horses, which is outside. Didn't Igmet give him an, uh, an axe so that he didn't look so weird? That is very true. He does have an axe. So he could technically pull out the axe and go after him. You ever been in a fight before? Aye. <laughs> he kind of looks at you and nods his head and says, "I," and charges forward. <laughs> And I rolled a natural one. So so he's like, he's like charging forward and he leaps up into the air and goes to like plant a hand down on one of these tables to sort of uh, traverse over it. But he catches his boot also on the edge of the table and it sort of gets tangled up with him and he flips over a couple of times and... Takes a couple of points of damage um,
3: Oh hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man And he actually comes to a rest Not far from where you're hiding Behind another table Falk okay. And he looks at you and his face goes really red And then it's going to be your turn Next Falk
2: <laughs> Don't worry Boris It happens <laughs> to all of us <laughs> <laughs> Alright so uh, my turn now Yep And the only one, um, the only, uh, attacker is still that, um, that crazed guy? Correct. Okay, so, um, are we doing it to where, like, when I kind of switch ammo rounds, it, like, actually is a mechanic thing, or is it just, like, a flavor
1: thing? It's just, like, a flavor thing.
2: Okay, so, like, while I'm, like, you know, behind that table, like, while the other stuff was going on, I, uh, switched out the the little lightning, um, rounds in my, my, uh, Samantha revolver and put these, um, black rounds in and, uh, they are chill touch rounds. I shoot him with one of those and basically on a hit, um, they would do, uh, 2d8 times two damage. And then, um, they would not be able to like gain any HP, which I'm not worried about that, but they also have disadvantage if they attack me on the next turn. Six plus seven. So that would be a 13. Does that hit?
1: Yeah, that'll do it.
2: Okay. And then... uh, Three plus seven, 10 times two, 20. Necrotic damage.
1: Okay, so you shoot out, and as this collides in with him, he... his neck... Shoots back in this contorted position, and his body seems to start to crumble a little bit, like you see pieces of his skin start to slough off, and it says, I am the vanguard of the ancients, and its head continues to twist and contort from side to side as it continues to do that faster and faster, and it's... But, and his body continues to have pieces of it slough off before it seems to almost contract a little bit and then expand at an impossibly quick pace that then causes his entire body to explode, sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern and the lower half. and. There's just stunned looks um, on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar.
3: (laughs) Ew! Igmit lifts himself up just so he can look over the window and he says, Goddamn, Falk! You gave him what for, that's for sure.
0: Uh, I think some of it got in my mouth. I try to catch the bar
1: lady's eye and then motion to a bottle of whiskey. She nods, cracks her, and grabs one off the wall and uh, just tosses it your way and then cracks another one open immediately and starts drinking directly from the bottle. <laughs> so are any of the other
2: miners still in here or do they all flee?
1: No, they, they're... they ju- they Like, this literally has only been like 12 to... Uh, 18 seconds at most so all of the miners are still in their chairs Um, the only thing that you do uh, happen to see though is one of them appears to have wet himself because you can see that there's a a trickle of liquid going down the side of this wooden stool
0: I walk across the room and I try to kind of step around the splatters and the blotches of organs and I pick boris up off the floor what do you call that move
1: um a bit embarrassing if i do say <laughs> say so myself. yeah i thought you might want to work on that one and i uh I hand him the bottle of whiskey and I give him a pat on the shoulder he takes a, a long drink of it and he says i think i've got a lot to, a lot to learn about here
0: lcp dnd you can follow us by searching for lcp dnd on twitter instagram and facebook the podcast is also available by searching for lcp dnd on itunes google play podbean stitcher castbox and spotify you can follow chris riley aka Falx Mulder, on twitter at chris riley lcp you can follow me brian bridges aka tom deweese on twitter at manlybrian and on instagram brian underscore bridges you can follow Tim Demuse, aka our beloved GM on Twitter at ida grab your gun and you can follow Wesley Sullivan aka Igmet Yazi on Twitter at wide wide West. Thanks for joining us on our adventure. We'll see you on the next episode.
2: Tom, uh, did you catch that? Like he said he was a vanguard. We gotta find that van.
0: <sighs> Alright. We're stopping it when Tim said we're gonna stop it. <laughs> <laughs>